This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 73-inch. On this week's episode, we speak to Dror Soroff, the award-winning director, writer, and filmmaker who directed Weird Al's I Love Rocky Road music video. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. It's good to be back, Dave. What an exciting week last week was for Weird Al fans. Not only did they get episode 72-inch with Beefalo Bill Burke, but they also got a special live Instagram with us. Yes. Well, let's first, let's chat about Beefalo. Now, that was such a fun interview, and we actually recorded it in two parts. We've been sitting on it for a while, and we've just been so excited to get it out. So I'm really glad people got to hear it. He had so many incredible stories, and... In our group, a lot of people were discussing it, and of course, Mike Minnick even went and tracked down that 15th anniversary show that was recorded that day. He took the photo of Alan Bermuda in Bermuda's new book. So if you want to check that out, head over to drdemento.com and look up the 15th anniversary show. And this is really exciting. Beefalo shared with us the track that his roommate recorded for the Slow Grown LP, the one that didn't make it on, right. because it had nothing to do with San Luis Obispo, but... That song, Keeper of Time, he shared it with us and we posted it over on our Patreon page. So you definitely want to go over there if you're a Patreon subscriber and check that out. And speaking of Patreon, on our Instagram live broadcast, we shared a few very exciting items that are going to be sent out to our $5 and up members at the end of September. So you still have some time to sign up on patreon to get all of the normal benefits like the bonus episodes and the special songs and stuff that we post on there but also members this month will be getting an exclusive weird al sticker designed by matt brazzy with al as a garbage pal kid and then of course there is spatula city records has a sticker and a magnet there's a cool holographic sticker designed by christy edgar from pen to paper studio and then of course we have an amazing ruben perer postcard and dave and ethan and weird al stickers designed by andrew munoz sets And I cannot wait for all of our Patreon people to get this amazing stuff. Be sure to sign up over at patreon.com slash 2000inch before it's too late and while supplies last. We did our Instagram live last Friday, but if you missed it, it is still archived over on our Instagram page, instagram.com slash 2000inch. So go on over there, check it out. Besides showing off those really cool Patreon exclusives, we had a lot of fun on this Instagram live. We actually unboxed and we started working on and putting together our Weird Al Chia Pets. Yes, they are so cool. I don't know that they exactly look like a spitting image of Al, but they're close enough to know that it's Al. <laughs> Once we started putting the chia seeds on his head, it started to resemble Weird Al a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the chia seeds kind of look a little bit like curls and stuff, but it was a, quite an experience. We had never done it before. Fortunately, you know, we had all the supplies waiting for us right as we were about to start. So it was really perfect. <laughs> yeah. So those chia pets are available now. And if you missed the broadcast or you just want to relive what a great time you had, 
feel free to head over to Instagram.com slash 2000inch, and you can watch the entire broadcast, including Dave eating some of Weird Al's hair. (laughs) (laughs) So update on Chia Al. I've been watering it every day, and it's a little bit freaky because as you water these things, like the water actually flows through the clay material. So it looks like immediately after I water it, Al's start crying. (laughs) It's really kind of creepy. But there's been no hair growth so far, so I've been watching this thing nonstop since our Instagram Live, and it has not started growing yet. But we will keep you updated. We'll let you know once it starts sprouting, you know, and if it actually starts growing anything. And I did also put, in case you didn't see on the Instagram Live, I did put some chia seeds on Al's mustache. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what a chia mustache looks like. (laughs) And if you are doing your own chia pets, we would love for you to share pictures with us over in our Facebook group at group.2000inch.com. Well, I think it's time we check our... 347 Spatula Hotline, the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is sponsored by our good friends Angel Valenzuela and his son David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and podcast supporters. The previous sponsored message was sponsored on behalf of Jackson Scoggins for Chipotle Rewards. You can join Chipotle Rewards to earn points towards free Chipotle. 10 points per $1 spent. It excludes gift cards alcohol, gear purchases, and tax fees and tips. Oh, and let's just say, Chipotle won't forget you on your birthday. Okay, Chipotle won't forget you on your birthday. And now our spatula hotline message. Hey, fellow Al fans. My name is Jared. For over 10 years, I've been tracking down and collecting identical Hawaiian shirts that Al has worn over the years. I just love seeing Al's priceless reactions when I show up to meet and greets wearing his shirts. It's so awesome. I have well over 50 different shirts so far and will slowly be putting them on display on a new Instagram page. You can check them out at Instagram handle Weird Al Prince. That's Weird Al Prince, one word. Yes, Instagram at Weird Al Prince. And Dave, it's not Prince like Purple Rain Prince. It's P-R-I-N-T-S. I I know you were going to get confused there. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go to Weird Al, the artist formerly known as Prince. So good thing you cleared that up. Yeah, you don't want to go to that one. (laughs) No, Weird Al Prince, Jared has this amazing Instagram account. Maybe you've seen it already. I've been obsessed with it, and he's really been hammering us with content. There's so many posts on there, and he posts a picture of Al wearing the shirt, then him wearing the shirt, and some context about the shirt, the brand name. I just think it's way too cool. I don't actually own any of those high-quality Hawaiian shirts like Al wears, so I think I might have to track some down. Dave, do you have any of those cool shirts? Well, I don't have any of the shirts that Jared has, but I do have a great story about a Weird Al Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) Back in 2000, I actually gave Weird Al a Hawaiian shirt, and I actually did get to see him wear it, so I'm counting that (laughs) as a win. (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely a win. So this shirt I gave to Al back after the May 11th, 2000 concert on the Touring with Scissors tour. The concert was at the Bushnell Auditorium in Hartford, Connecticut. And I don't even remember when I gave it to him. I guess I must have given it to him after the concert. I think the reason why I gave it to him is because I saw the shirt. I thought it was really cool. So I bought a copy for myself and I said, I bet Al would like this. So I bought a second copy <laughs> for Al. I have, still have the shirt that I bought for myself. So I still have that one in my collection. You know, when you give Al something, you know, you don't know what he's going to do with it. You hope he's going to treasure it. You know, you hope if you give him some (laughs) kind of article of clothing that, you know, you might see him wear it at some point. Right. (laughs) 
You'd hope, right? <laughs> so let me describe the shirt a little bit. The shirt is a black shirt with these bright orange like images of tropical settings, you know, Aloha and all that kind of stuff. It's you can it's very bright. You can like see it from across the room. Yeah, they kind of look like uh, <laughs> postcard images. Or, yeah, a know, little tropical. bit like postcards. They look a little bit like postcards. Yep. So the big question, has Al ever worn it? I've seen him wear it exactly once the next day and never again. <laughs> <laughs> So he at least kind of liked it. <laughs> I don't know that he's never worn it again, but I've never seen him wear it again. Okay. And I actually have proof that he wore the shirt because there's a picture of him wearing it on the official weirdal.com website. Whoa. So you got to go over to the weirdal.com archives. And once you find their picture gallery, if you look for the picture of Al standing next to Tom T-Bone Stankus, you will see the shirt. Yes. So Tom T-Bone Stankus, of course, he's known for his song Existential Blues, which you would hear all the time on the Dr. Demento show. And in the picture, he's wearing a bright blue polo shirt next to Al wearing your shirt. Yeah, it was really cool. The first time I got to see, you know, this picture, I'm like, oh, Al, he likes my shirt. Oh, I hope he wears it all the time. Well, <laughs> I don't know if, he's, if he ever wore it again. It's actually pretty cool to see Al wear the Hawaiian shirt that you gave him and have it forever preserved on the official weirdal.com website. <laughs> I don't think I've given Al a Hawaiian shirt since because I don't think I can top that. <laughs> Maybe Al was like, all right, well, you know, this came from Dave. He does have a tattoo of me on his leg. I'll wear it once. You know, I'll, I'll make sure I wear it <laughs> if I meet any, you know, people who are featured on the Dr. Demento show. And then I can throw it out. So <laughs> Al did the requisite one wear exactly one day after you gave it to him. And maybe he's superstitious and he's like, you know, if I keep wearing this, I'll end up with tattoos all over my legs. So he got rid of it. <laughs> my guess, it probably was the only clean shirt he had. It hadn't been laundry day yet. And he just had to wear it. No, I'm sure he really liked it. And if he did give it away, I hopefully he gave it to something like Goodwill. And hopefully Jared can then track it down for his collection. Yes. Yeah. Now it's Jermaine for his collection because of the one photo. <laughs> If Jared can't find that shirt after a reasonable amount of time, I may work out a deal and send him my copy of the shirt. <laughs> and then he will wear it once and then get rid of it again. <laughs> well, lots of exciting stuff going on in Weird Al this week and last week, as you mentioned, Dave. One thing just dropped. We want to congratulate our friends over at the Weird Alphabet. Their Weird Al podcast has finally, as of this week, made it through every single Weird Al song from A to Z. So that's really cool. And congrats to those guys. Wow. Congratulations to those guys. They're such a great group of guys. And it was really exciting that we actually got to participate on their Smells Like Nirvana episode. Yeah, so now I'm wondering, you know, what's coming next? You know, are they going to cover every Yanni song? I, I really am excited to find out. <laughs> they've got a great niche. They've got a great podcast. Really excited to see where they go from here. Yeah, there's so many directions that you can go with a Weird Al podcast. So I'm really looking forward to see what they do next. Now, we mentioned last week, and it is now available, the Another One Rides the Bus cover done by our friends Luke Ski, TV's Kyle, and Linzilla is available for purchase on the Fump Fest 2020 compilation CD. Just head over to thefump.com and you can order it. And Dave, mine actually already arrived in the mail. Wow, that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some exciting news over on Weird Al's Twitter account this week. He retweeted this amazing piano medley of 27 of his original Weird Al songs. Now, he didn't actually do the the medley. It was performed by someone named Summer Woods, but it is pretty stinking majestic. Yeah, pretty stinking majestic. I don't know if it even does this song justice. It has just amazing songs. They're all originals, so she's celebrating original songs, stuff like Albuquerque, Hardware Store, Ringtone, really awesome, awesome songs. And I just really got a kick out of it. I couldn't stop listening to it. Yeah, it's really cool. You definitely want to go over and check it out and listen to it on Al's Twitter. Or if you haven't heard it yet, I think we should play a little clip from it right now. doesn't even do it justice so definitely head over and listen to the whole thing it's great i can't believe how much work must have went into that medley and what the process was for putting together a medley like that i really wish i knew yeah i have to imagine it's got to be something crazy but man maybe we should just ask her hey summer what was your process like for putting this together well um my process was actually the probably least crazy thing you can imagine i was just you know, very bored in quarantine, and um, I recently got into Al's music kind of deeply. Like, I've been a fan since I was a little kid, but, you know, I recently, like, re-listened to all, all of his albums and was kind of like, um, this is amazing. So I just kind of started learning all of his songs for fun on piano, <laughs> since that's what I do for fun anyway. <laughs> so um, I just kind of started a list of songs, and then I was like, wait a second, I need to do something with this. So I just <laughs> did something with it. <laughs> and... Um, Yeah, the process for, like, just putting stuff in order was just kind of, like, what songs have a similar rhythm, what songs have keys that lead nicely up to the next song, and, you know, it was just kind of, like, it just kind of flowed pretty immediately. I just was like, okay, why does this always happen to me? It has a kind of fast rhythm. It's in F-sharp, goes to virus alert, (laughs) etc. I just can't imagine. How do you actually put the music together? There is, like, an anthology music book out there, but not with these songs in it. Yeah, I mean, I just always have played by ear I don't really know how to read sheet music very well I just kind of always was able to just hear something and kind of figure it out so that's how it works for me wow wow so you were not actually reading off a sheet music while you were performing this song Mm-mm. just looking at the list of songs <laughs> wow. Oh, wow okay that makes it I was impressed to begin with but that makes it even more yeah. impressive <laughs> thank you yeah and You know, obviously Dave and I feel this way, and I know a lot of Weird Al fans do, that the originals really deserve more credit because they are just so awesome. People know all the parodies, but the the originals Mm -hmm. are really where his 
you know, genius shine. So it's so amazing that you chose 27. I mean, are there other ones that you wish you could have included? Yeah, definitely. I recently um, started listening to more Frank Zappa too. And um, I, I listened to Genius in France really closely and I was like, what? Why didn't I put this on the medley? This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I definitely have to put that on. Yeah. On, on part two, which is coming soon. <laughs> oh, cool. Tw- oh, 27 more? <laughs> eventually. I don't know when. Yeah, okay. <laughs> coming eventually. How long did it take you to put this whole thing together? I would say maybe like two weeks. I mean, I've been randomly like learning the songs off and on for like a few months or so. Mm-hmm. But I really decided to put something together like two weeks ago. And wow. then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? That's incredible. And so this isn't the first medley you've put together. Mm-mm, definitely not. I have um, three. There's this band called Ween, which is um, one of my favorites also. They do kind of silly music and uh, doesn't take itself too seriously, kind of like Al. And so mm-hmm. I, have three, I have three medleys of Ween. I have a medley of South Park music, which is also very underrated. Wow. Um, <laughs> I have a medley of um, Paul McCartney music and Beck music. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and they're all in a convenient playlist on my youtube channel excellent which is of course youtube.com slash user slash cosmic spaz (laughs) now i was hoping to hear like twine ball trigger happy dog eat dog Mm -hmm. are are those potentially (laughs) going to be in the next medley definitely i have a list right here of like five million more of his originals that i'm going to choose between all the keys are listed here and i'm like okay what am i going to (laughs) do definitely have to put definitely have to put twine ball definitely have to put uh genius in france yeah i really want to do don't wear those shoes too that's highly underrated i love that stuff (laughs) i love it well hopefully one of your medleys one day will include the dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast theme song by the grammy nominated jim chemo west that would be a a very great inclusion that's not a bad idea (laughs) or just a medley of just our theme song over and yeah. over 27 <laughs> one times one song medley <laughs> i'll just keep doing it in different keys over and yeah over. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome <laughs> he's so great now i just got to ask you about something that i saw on your twitter page you says that you are a hula hoop enthusiast uh-huh <laughs> okay so <laughs> how are you going to work a hula hoop into the next medley <laughs> well i don't know about into the next medley but i just uh I've always loved hula hooping and I, I'm moderately good at it. And I feel like I'm also a singer songwriter and I want to include it in like my music videos and on stage. I kind of want to make it part of my, my whole thing. So I haven't really posted any videos yet, but I'm going to start posting stuff. Hula hoop. That's enthusiastic great. Stuff, you know? I'm looking forward to those. And I want to see some of them set, to, at least one of them set to a weird album. Oh my gosh. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Maybe uh, Party at the Leper Colony. I don't know. Um, <laughs> or Party in the CIA. Yeah. Both good party songs. <laughs> Both need more hula hoop. Yeah. Now, Summer, take us through the realization that not only had Al commented on your video, but also retweeted your video to mm-hmm. all of his over a million Twitter followers. Well, first, my soul left my body. And then... Uh, <laughs> It returned to me so that I could go back and, and see if that really just happened. And I was like, whoa, okay, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very, just very honored and uh, made my whole day, basically. Actually, my whole year, basically. Yeah. 20, 2020 was the worst year of my life, but now it's pretty much the best. So <laughs> thanks, Adam. Nice. <laughs> 
Well, I would love to see you opening for Al sometime. I mean, you know, a 50-piece <laughs> orchestra, Emo Phillips, they're pretty all right. But I would yeah. love to see Summer Woods opening for Weird Al. I just really want to see my favorite musical artist, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be a dream come true. Absolutely. That would be so great. Well, Summer, we can check you out all over the internet. Uh, Summer Woods Music on Instagram, facebook.com slash summerwoodsmusic, and of course, youtube.com slash user slash cosmic spaz. And we cannot wait to see what comes next. You've got a, an immense amount of talent, and we love uh, your love of Al and just the incredible job that you did. Thank you so much for, for jumping in and, and chatting with us. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, Summer. I'm sure that's not the last we're going to hear from you. I'm glad we decided to go to Summer and not our paid piano medley expert that's been on the payroll this whole time. Yeah, well, they'll have their day. <laughs> anyway, in other news, very apropos for our guest this episode... Yesterday, on Tuesday, was Joan Jett's birthday. To celebrate Joan's birthday and to celebrate this week's guest, and most importantly, just because we really like ice cream, we are throwing an ice cream social this Friday, the 25th, over on Zoom. So be sure to get your favorite ice cream, preferably Rocky Road, but it doesn't have to be, and join us this Friday. Yes, Friday, September 25th, starting at 9.27 p.m. Eastern, a.k.a. 9.27 p.m. Burrito Burrito Time. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a Burrito Burrito Burrito, but every Burrito 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 can be Burrito burrito Yes, so be sure to join our Facebook event. Click that you're coming, and on Friday we will send out the link to join us on zoom right at 9 27 p.m eastern aka 9 27 p.m burrito time do you think they make burrito flavored ice cream and like dave said bring the ice cream of your choice or join me in trying rocky road ice cream for the first time and speaking of rocky road ice cream we are so excited for this week's guest let's check out our interview dave and i are thrilled to have with us today an award-winning writer director and producer whose career started when he directed weird al's i love rocky road music video Please welcome to the podcast, Dror Soref. How's it going, Dror? It's going very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Man, what an exciting project to have worked on for your first ever project. Was that, yes. your, was that your first ever project, working with Weird my Al? First, I love Rocky. My first ever directing, professional directing gig. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I directed student films before that. And then I worked in production before that, but and I was a writer all throughout the time. But um, that's how I got the gig, by the way, um, because I, I wrote a script that um, people in Hollywood really liked, and uh, one of the people who liked it very, very much was the director of this first video, Janet Greek. Oh, okay. So Janet um, really liked the the, the 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 script, and she was married to the president of Twentieth Century Fox at the time. Wow. And uh, and she gave it to him and he, you know, almost made the film. Anyway, it, it never happened. And but um, but when she she was offered the second video, which was I Love Rocky Road, but she couldn't do it because she had another obligation. And she said, I know who should do it. Roar <laughs> should do it. <laughs> and and, uh, 
Uh, so anyway, that's uh, I, I had I had a lot of experience in production beforehand, like I said. So she thought that would be helpful for them because they had no idea what they were. Nobody had an idea what we were doing, including me, on, <laughs> on, on the video itself. <laughs> you know, I, I just just you know I remember it when we when we uh, made the video in the pre-production when we were looking for location and things like that. People would ask us, "What are you guys doing?" And and and, and I said, "Well, this is uh, you know, it's it's pictures." to music and put it kind of together <laughs> the term music video was not was not really there some oh, call really? it rock videos at the beginning yeah the, the guys who started it were actually english and they called it promo so mm. the, the the first um title for music videos was promo uh then it was for a short time uh, rock video and then it was uh, music video kind of stuck Mm-hmm. But it was there was no there was no name for that at, at that time. Now, how old were you at this point when you directed it? I was uh, almost thirty. I was not quite thirty. Mm-hmm. I was in my twenties, late twenties. Wow! So once you got the connection from Janet, where did you go from there? Did you then speak to Al? Did you speak to Jay Levy? Yeah, to Jay Levy. So I came to Jay Levy's apartment, actually, which is very close to where I live right now. Oh, <laughs> it's in West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was you know so i go in there and and, and you know jake is uh is, is a character i mean it's kind of a little suspicious of everybody it wasn't me <laughs> that was a long time ago maybe now he's not like that but so so i came and i did an interview and the interview was really with him not with al yeah al was okay. brand new talent so it was like uh, I'm meeting with Jay, and uh, after that, we you know, meeting with, with um, of course, with Al, and then we start working. Uh, I, I don't know that I officially got okay. You hired. It was a point I hired because <laughs> right. I, I, I made I made few dollars, uh, and when I say few, I mean few. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we start working on the concept. And we were sitting around and throwing ideas. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Are we going to do, we did a storyboard and and uh, and then and then went outside to find location, which was uh, very challenging, particularly for the um, for the amount of money that we had. Right. <laughs> do you have any idea of what the budget actually was for the whole shoot? Uh, I think it was eight thousand, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly. I mean, it was long time ago but uh in the neighborhood of eight thousand dollars i'm not mistaken and that's to pay for everything <laughs> everything everything i got paid for the record don't tell the irs i got paid two hundred dollars whoa only so, t- oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean wow 200 that's great <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> i wasn't complaining <laughs> Wow. So was there a whole crew working on this? Oh, yeah. How many people could they afford? I mean, you as the director, who else was, was working on the video? Oh, no, there, there, were, there were a bunch of people. There, there were, it was a full crew. The full crew. Okay. Basically, obviously, uh, not, not very much money, very little money right. for the crew. But right. uh, I brought in uh, like a production manager uh, guy that was somewhat experienced. So he, he knew what he was doing. And he was willing to... <laughs> he was willing to get get his hands dirty literally when we <laughs> ran out of ice cream he just put his hand in the ice cream and put it up he was willing to <laughs> to do whatever it takes <laughs> how long was it since you know you got the call from janet to said to go over and talk to jay levy before you were actually starting to work on the video i don't remember exactly but it was very fast it yeah. was like it was kind of like 
getting the call, you know, he says, I think you should do it. I told him you should do it. Go, you know, go see uh, Jay Levy. That's his phone number. That's the address. <laughs> so I came to see him, and uh, that was it. And, and we started working. <laughs> so I don't know if there are others, uh, other candidates that might have been. I don't know. But uh, but then we got into it, and we'd be sitting in, the, in, the, in his little kitchen. It was um, Al, myself, and somebody else, I think. And we were throwing ideas. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And blah, blah, blah. And figured out, uh, obviously, to the lyrics and to the song. Right, right. And there was, there was a lot of fun. How much input did Al have in what was going on in the music video? Oh, he had a lot. A lot had a lot, of, a lot of input. He had a lot of ideas, a lot of good ideas. Well, Al is a very unique person. First of all, beyond his talent, he's a very gentle, considerate, good person truly good 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 hearted person mm. and i'll tell you some story about about year about 30 years later what he did you know uh when i asked him for something um but at the time he was uh you know obviously unknown doesn't know anything about about the movie part of the uh of a music video like i said the term wasn't even invented right so very willing to listen uh, and but but full of ideas and uh, you know, we, we we really collaborated on on, on on the concept. Once we start directing, he would just listen to me and and uh, and, and would uh, would do that. I mean, he became a music director, music video director himself. Right. But at the right. time, he was just uh, I would say to do something, just to do it. And uh, but the concept was already uh, laid out. There were no really issues of uh, oh and I want to change or something like that, and and um, there was only only the constraints of uh, of uh, time and money, right? Right. <laughs> so other than that, there were no. It was all smooth as it's very very smooth. Yeah. <laughs> very smooth, and we we followed the the concept that we um, you know developed in pre-production, and uh, that, that was it. So, <laughs> was there anything in the initial discussions with you and Al that you know Al wanted to do that you just said that's you know impossible with the constraints that we have? I don't remember because we I don't remember that I don't remember if Al wanted to do something we 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 would do it. Now Al was aware of the constraints, right? So, right. um, so he didn't suggest a helicopter shot, right? So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It really could have used that. You never know. We we did we did have we went to a uh, we shot the exterior and the interior in a in a in abandoned uh, airstrip north of Los Angeles. Uh, oh. It was called Dulce. Dulce, Aqua Dulce, Aqua Dulce, I think, mm-hmm. like sweet water. I, I think it was something like that. And um, so, so the you know the beginning was a truck, right? A, a ice cream truck comes in, right? And um, so we shot it on, on the runway, and then we got into what used to be the diner of of the of the of the strip of, of this abandoned airstrip, I guess. And uh, so we we you know made it up and the whole thing, <laughs> the ice cream parlor, and. The, 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 I remember looking first. We looked at at locations. I realized with Pollard and uh, Hollywood Boulevard. I remember walking on Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> trying to find uh, something that would that would be suitable. But it was um, 
would not have worked. It's just too small and and in the middle of everything. And uh, so we we found something that the art department could do whatever they want with something that is abandoned. Abandoned. Somebody owned it, but but we could do whatever we want. (laughs) So so we we made some silly decorations and stuff. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous now that we're looking at it. Yeah, but there's like plastic spoons so glued to the wall. Plastic and... spoon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, the band all together. And everybody had was really in good spirit on that, on that shoot. It was totally fun. I mean, the band are fantastic people. So wow. it, it was a pleasure. So I'm curious about where some of the extras came from. I, you know, obviously Al's band's there, Dr. Demento's there, Musical Mike. Yes. Who are some of these other folks? Or were they paid background actors or friends? Yes, there were a combination. Uh, there was um, the, the the pretty girl. You know what I'm talking about? Because the blondish, very, very sweet. Uh, she was the, the daughter, I think the daughter of the Beverly Brothers, one of them. Hmm. Oh. Which which was an old uh, <laughs> an old uh, duo from the fifties. Okay. <laughs> uh, so like, anyway, she was the daughter or grand, I think a daughter. And yeah, it was you know we did it in nineteen eighty three. Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> so she that that that's the, she, she was there, and then the others were just extras we were casting. Okay. <laughs> and they, they were yeah. <laughs> Now, what was the casting process like? Did you just put out an ad in the paper and say we need extras to come show up at yes. this abandoned airstrip? Uh, yes, we didn't. We didn't call them extras, but we, we had a more polite term for that because <laughs> <laughs> you want to attract. Now, sure, Al himself was an attraction. He was not known, right? right. So he, he was not an attraction. It's just something that. Uh, maybe will appear on MTV, but MTV was new also. But MTV was the most well-known thing in what we're doing. In other words, it was not, um, we, we had no commitments from MTV, but uh, MTV at the time was actually showing music videos. <laughs> right. and, uh, <laughs> so so that that's people of that age group, our age group at the time, uh, knew knew what that was. And it says we're doing something that's going to be on MTV. You know, we were hoping, and uh, and of course it has been, and just on, on high rotation. It was very, uh, very successful. So, but anyway, so that's that was so we said you know something for you to be on MTV, blah blah blah, and we got you know it's easy to get um, people in front of the camera. Now, if you're making two hundred bucks, how much for the extras making? I don't know. <laughs> pennies? <laughs> I don't know. Probably pennies. Yeah. <laughs> it been $10. I don't know how much. Yeah. But it would have been, of course, you know, less than 10000 Yeah. Now, do you make any cameos in the crowd shots or in the background of the video? Me? No. No, no I didn't. I was, uh, no. <laughs> I, uh, it wasn't that many crowd shots, and it, there were, but, uh, no, I always, uh, I still, I, even in my movies that I made, which I made a, a number of movies since, I never was in them. Right. It was not my thing. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> I feel like I would be tempted to slide myself in if I'm making a movie or a TV show. <laughs> yes, I understand. I love the attention to detail uh, between this video and, of course, the I Love Rock and Roll video. And one thing that jumped out to me is, like, you know, in Jones' video, there is a guy who can't keep the rhythm with the fist pumping. And there is someone also in your video where he's not yes. keeping the rhythm. That, that had to be intentional, <laughs> yes, right? right. <laughs> yes, yes. Obviously, there was the, you know, we kind of, um, it was a spoof on the video as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you saw it with, <laughs> yeah. the, with, the, with the, you know, on the rhythm, with the, on the, on the, um, drums and all of the kind of other things yeah it was we were spoofing that as well <laughs> yeah i was really impressed i actually watched both videos side to side on my computer monitors over here and they lined up really well i mean everything from you know, when the part where al takes off his gloves and in the music video yes. joe, joe jet takes off her gloves at the same yeah. point you know and yeah. al's jumping up on the ice cream counter and joan jet's right. jumping up on their on the bar counter right. it's, it's right. just, i was really impressed by uh how well it, yeah. it, it it parodied the original video that was kind yeah. of very nice thank you thank you <laughs> and did, did you guys have a have a recording or a way to reference that original video while you were working on and shooting this one not while we were shooting but while we were prepping yeah yes yes obviously yes we we, uh, we very much paid attention to the uh, to the video and, and to the whole thing but while you know once we were shooting we had to play back our recording of it which is not the same right right yes so <laughs> how long did the whole recording process take uh you're talking about the filming part or the music yeah, i'm talking it's like about when you actually were on the airstrip and you started filming how long oh, how long was that shoot i think it was one day oh wow one day wow it yeah. all one day. wow <laughs> yeah it was even one day yeah so we did the exterior which was you know the trucks and then we went went inside and Went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was shot on video. That's how I just remember. Uh, rather than on film, I think it was shot on video, and uh, was a little then a little easier. It afforded us to go a little faster. Oh, was that uncommon for the time? It's uncommon for later on. Okay. But later on, our music videos uh, were shot on film. Hmm. Most of them. So and then of course now it's on on digital, but right. but for the most part up until the digital revolution, it was uh, shot on film. And all the stuff I've done was on film since then. Al's drummer, who is still the same drummer he's had for forty years, you know, even back then, is now putting out a book called Black and White and Weird All Over, and it features a lot of pictures from this you know day on set you know filming this video really yeah it, it you know we're we're all very excited to uh to see this and uh when we were talking to him about the the book he he mentioned that there was actually a group of accordion playing students that were originally set to be in the video and they ended up not making it into the video do you have any of your memory of that situation I think so. There's something in the recess of my memory. Yeah. There was something about that. <laughs> I don't remember exactly, but it, that's Bermuda you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, Bermuda. Yes, yeah. yeah. If he says um, that, that, that he remembers, probably a better right. idea. Yeah, that's probably, probably right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't have, I have only one picture from the, from the video. Mm-hmm. 
from, from that from that production, which is of Al and I, me talking to Al, I mean, Al and I, <laughs> and uh, he, and he gave it to me after after the um, after the shoot. He he gave it to me as a present. I think it was my birthday or something. And he put drawer. You're beautiful. Don't ever change. Let's do lunch. You know, it's a Hollywood cliche. I still have that picture, though. That's amazing. And, uh, but that's the only picture. Wow. <laughs> but I, I would look forward to looking forward to. Uh, are you going to be talking to him, to Primuda? Yes, we've 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 talked to him, and uh, he actually confirmed to us that. You do appear in the book at least twice, so we're looking forward to really? seeing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, I have nothing other than that photo with that inscription on Good. it from, from that shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily Bermuda has saved everything with meticulous detail and has really proven to be quite an amazing archivist for Al and his career. Wow, that's fantastic! That's yeah. fantastic. So just like, uh, uh, to talk about Al for a second, how amazingly good guy he is. And, uh, you know, they say a lot of times success changes people, stuff like that. And oh, mostly it's not in the good direction. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> in reference to Al, about um, five years ago or so, my, my daughter was in preschool and... Um, and uh, it was it was actually 30 years or so, 31 years to the video. And, okay. And, um, and every um, class, you know, of the, of the preschool, they were like three, you know, three or four year olds, something like that. They um, would do an art project. And my wife at the time, she volunteered me to do a, a video. And she said, why don't you do I Love Rocky Road with the kids, with four year olds? Oh. <laughs> uh, <so>. <laughs> And I said, well, okay, fine, I'll do it. You know, you, everybody liked it there. I was not there when they decided to do yeah. it. Everybody liked it. <laughs> so I said, okay, all right, I'll do it. And um, there was actually another director and, 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 you know, a parent in the class. Okay. So we said, okay, we're working it together. But um, the, uh, and then I thought, you know, hey, maybe I could ask Al if he would like to, to come and uh, be part with the kids and, and uh, you know, we can all frolic together and do a video. <laughs> and <Wow. laughs> and uh, he, so I, I, I contacted, actually I lost his contact. I contacted Jay Levy and, and he gave me his contact. So uh, I'm going to get, um, get Al and I, I'm telling him what, what we're doing. And he said, look, if I have time, I'll do it. How much do you need me for? I said, well, less than an hour. And I said, okay, uh, give me the time and the place. If I can come, I will. If I don't, I will not. I said, okay. <laughs> so now he had nothing to do with that school. His, 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 his daughter is older. There's nothing nothing in it for him. He actually he said, well, we cannot put it on the internet. <laughs> so obviously he did not need the publicity. He actually, that was one of the, the conditions. And, um, and, and, and I said, okay. And, and, and lo and behold, he shows up. And he hangs out with the kids, and we did this beautiful video. <laughs> oh, wow. I, love I mean, he is a really, truly a gentleman, you know, really. It's just like, he was a great guy then, great guy now. He's just a very generous, generous person. 
<laughs> I want to hear about this video. So what? <laughs> Did Al play himself or? <laughs> yes. Okay. He, he was playing. He was playing himself. He was. He was. There was no really. The concept was much looser, right? There was not yeah. really. We had background <laughs> and throwing a kid here and taking him out, another kid out and, and do this and do that and you know and uh, and Mimi King, you know, uh, the what we would say, you know, uh, the parents would say on. on behind the camera and uh, he you know he was just hanging with them and dancing with them and you know <laughs> doing the thing it was kind of silly but a lot of fun yeah and uh that was it he had his his shirt his hawaiian shirt on and and uh <laughs> oh, cool. it was very cool there was you know there was ice cream in there and all that kind of stuff our ice cream was actually not ice cream oh it was potato Really? Yeah, it was potato. <laughs> Not when they tasted it, it was ice cream. Right. But below that, it was actually potato. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Just like brown potato and... <laughs> Whatever color you want. Yeah. Vanilla is vanilla right. colored potato. Right. Chocolate colored potato, but it is potato. <laughs> Otherwise, it melts. Right, right. Oh, wow. It creates other problems. <laughs> So that video you shot, how did it turn out? Was it a success? Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it, it was to raise money for the school, for the teachers of the school. Okay. To augment their, their, their salary. So from that standpoint, it was a success. But it was it was just, uh, it was no, on purpose, no distribution for it in respect to Al. Mm -hmm. but, the, but that was not the, the idea. The idea was to raise money. And the idea was uh, one of the, one of the uh, parents was a very rich, you know, movie star. And that's um, redundant, but anyway. <laughs> so, so he 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 theoretically bought it. He got he got the DVD of it. Oh, okay. Right. Oh. <laughs> so, so that was that was that was. So he, he did his purpose. Everybody had fun, and and that, that was it. So you know, it was very limited in its objectives. <laughs> but uh, anyway. I'm so fascinated by this. I have to imagine the whole concept of Weird Al is at their preschool filming a music video with them must go over their heads yes. to some degree, right? <laughs> oh, totally over their heads. They had no idea. <laughs> but the parents did. Right, right. And the principal of the school, they all knew, you know, obviously they all knew, yes. Right. We had a little, little gig where the principal of the school, she had a wig like we're now wig and, and when he comes in they look at each other and go, You uh you <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a little thing of that also part of the video. Oh that's so great. <laughs> so it was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That that got me a lot of uh, brownie points at the school. Right. It's a very it's a very exclusive preschool. Oh, I can imagine. It's kinda of like the parents were a lot of them are like heads of studios, big time agents, movie stars. Like I mean, movie, I mean major movie stars, and and uh, you know and other, other people, a lot of people, people in the business. So it's a, it's a very exclusive kind of uh, preschool. So that was that was fun. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I want to go back to the when you're talking about the ice cream potatoes yes. now did you guys actually have to eat any of the ice cream or the mashed potatoes while you were on the set well if, if uh no not the mashed no. potatoes no okay. no okay and have you ever personally tried rocky road ice cream 
Truthfully, no. Whoa! <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. I uh, marshmallows are not my food of choice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Since since Al or Jay, they did not require it. I, uh, did not volunteer. <laughs> That wasn't no one of the conditions to... of being yeah. the director. You had to take Rocky Rodowski. Oh, boy. You know, it's kind of funny because uh, I made a lot of uh, also TV commercials uh, later on. And uh, one of the things is, like, you can't show up on your person with anything other than the, the client's product. So if, if you have, if it's a phone and you're doing for, for Apple, and you, iPhone is fine, of course, but nothing else is fine. Right. right, you cannot right. show up <laughs> with with something that is that that the client has that, that is not the product, right? right of course. So uh, in the case of the Rocky Road, they did not demand that. So no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised, and you know, all this time, almost 40 years since you shot the video, you've never even been curious enough to to just try it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I am. Okay. Maybe now that you guys are talking about it <laughs> i'll give it a try if you do try it please record a video of it we would love to see you trying rocky road ice cream for the first time <laughs> okay that's a challenge yes I can, I, can, I can get my daughter to do a video <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing okay so you, you don't like marshmallow you haven't tried rocky road what is your ice cream of choice uh i like um there's something here a store here in la that have thai tea and uh it's um very unique flavor <laughs> uh, I, I cannot i cannot describe it but i, I, I like that one <laughs> if, you are, if you are in la go to a place called milk on beverly boulevard and uh, try the thai tea thai tea uh, and then thai i also tea. like huh. thai tea uh, <laughs> you know you know when you when you you guys have Thai tea in a, in a Thai restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, I've tasted it. Yeah, so it's kind of sweet. It has a, yeah, it's kind of sweet. It's very sweet, and it has a um, flavor to it, which I don't know what it is, but it has a flavor. So it's that flavor of an ice cream. <laughs> Very unique. <laughs> See, I, I guess I was expecting, you know, chocolate, vanilla. You have like the most <laughs> specific. You have to go to one ice cream shop in the entire world to get your flavor. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, now that's I want right, to try it. That's right. Yeah, you should try it. I want to. I'll buy. I will. It's called, it's called milk. Beverly Boulevard, and uh, it's, a, it's the middle of a city. <laughs> Everybody knows it. And when are we going to get the I Love Thai Tea music video coming out? <laughs> I think that's next. Yeah, it's the sequel. Right. The long-awaited sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel, yes. Well, obviously we're going to have to wait for it because I understand you're working on a trilogy right now? Yes, yes. I'm working on a trilogy of films that uh, I've just finished the writing the third screenplay. Oh. So now oh. it's 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 completely done. I'm, I'm going to now, I'm going to go over all three and kind of even them out because it's like, it's like a series, but it's featured like a series, but, but three of them. Right. So I have to kind of even them out, make sure that something I want to, that's happening in the third one also kind of, Shadow in the first one, the second one, and some characters will take in or take out 
so kind of like get them all evened out. That's that's the process that actually started today. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, it's going to take me about a month or so to get that. And what's that trilogy called, and what's it about? It's called the True North Diary, and it's inspired by a novel on Jane Austen called Pride and Prejudice, probably her most famous novel. Yeah, sure. Um, and basically what I did was I took the novel and the characters and brought them to America and made it into present day rather than 19, early 19th century England mm-hmm. and put them on, on an island off the coast of North Carolina. And uh, it's called Loveland Island. It became known as Loveland Island in a different name. It's fictional. Okay. And uh, and the family has instead of five daughters, they have four daughters, and, and the family is half Chinese, half Caucasian. And we're just telling telling their stories and uh, having the themes of Pride and Prejudice and other themes, obviously, in this new setting. It's a romance, but it's it's also other things. It's also coming of age, youth dramedies. That's that's what we're working on, and uh, we are now hoping to get into production next year. Great. That's the plan, and. Uh, yeah, just working working the financiers and all of that stuff to see what happens. <laughs> That's really excellent. Well, cool. Well, yeah, just to wait for three films to get made and then we get our Thai tea music <laughs> video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think that uh, the the idea the, the the idea here from production standpoint is to shoot them as one film. Oh, to shoot the whole thing as one film. Okay. And then and then edit them of course separately and then release them. Separately, right? I mean, a staggered time, but a lot of we can, if we're going to do it that way, the luxury it's a luxury of determining exactly what time we can um, release them. So we can release the first one at at X point, and then three months later, or something like that, or six months later, the second one, and and then the third one. So the lag is not going to be a a matter of years; it's going to be a matter of months. Oh, that's great! Yeah. Well, people are excited to see the next one. They don't have to wait yes, three exactly. years. Yeah, right. very cool. Exactly. Because no, normally it's like we do the first one, then you see how he does, and that takes a year. Right. And then also <laughs> mounting this one, that takes another year, and then take it out. Getting the cast back together, yeah, I can <laughs> see how they're back together. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And and, and 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 this is is they just to do it all at one time, like you do film, one film. It's not even like a series. A series you still do one episode at a time. This is, let's say we have one location, which we have. We go back to the same locations. Everything in the trilogy of that location, we shoot. Then we go to another location. Everything in the trilogy of that location. So it's very efficient <laughs> from the production standpoint. It's a pain in the butt for, right. the, for the director and all that. But but from a production standpoint, it's very efficient. So that's kind of like how I, how I see that. I also understand that there's an educational institute called Rebel with a Cause that you're involved with as well. That's right. A mounting is something that I think is, I'm extremely excited about, which is, like you said, Rebel with a Cause. That's the name of the institute, which uh, the purpose of it is to attract filmmakers or content makers of, of any kind who have something to say and help them make that, that thing, that dream into a reality. You know, Hollywood has its, its own ideas of what is commercial and what is not, which doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong, it's just they do. And and uh, when I say Hollywood, I don't mean necessarily Los Angeles Hollywood, I mean the movie industry. So the, the concept here is to take the positive sides of making a movie, you know, of, 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 a, of a meaning, 
and using that to help make it a reality. It's like the uh, the way I got my first feature off the ground. Did we have a minute to get into it? Sure. I, I had to prove at the time because I didn't use a video clip. The first one was, of course, Weird Al. Right. But then, then I've done other things and I've done commercials. But I haven't done anything other than some films that I can demonstrate that I could direct a feature. So what I did was I wrote a, a short film, a, a long short film. It's a half-hour short film called Platinum Blonde. But I had no money. So, so and it's like a third of a feature. So it still requires some resources to, to put this together. The script had in it concepts of kids, well, young, you know, teenagers in this case, and art. You know, neglected kids and art. There were themes in the story. So what I did was I went to a, a charity that is dealing with, with kids and arts. And I told them, I can make a movie for you. And you can use it to whatever you want. Raise money, more awareness, whatever. Uh, you, you have no creative input into what I'm doing. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you you can get this thing, if, you know, and you don't have to do anything. And you don't have to put any research in it, but then you can, you can do whatever you want. The only condition is that if somebody asks you, am I making this film for you? You have to say yes. That's all. That's that's it. And nobody did. But anyways, that's that's what that was the condition. And they said, okay, well, they got to lose. <laughs> so what I did was I I um, assembled different services that I got for free from different companies. So I had to go to Hollywood and get like really you know big companies that can afford giving things for free. And I strung them all together and made a film. Oh wow! So I had like I had like a 20th Century Fox gave me their recording studio to do the the mix. I had uh, Warner Brothers gave me their their um, wardrobe. The biggest thing that I got that really changed everything <laughs> was Disney gave me their 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 lot to shoot in. I was oh, just, wow. making this film on the <laughs> studio lot on the studio major studio lot, uh, etc. I basically used the fact that it is for cause into making the film, right? And and uh, it's it kind of very very unusual. So I got all these these um, these services, but I didn't have editing rooms. So I, I um, you know I, I needed to find it. And I, I don't know where, where to find it. At that time, it wasn't you know you do you don't do it on a computer, right? <laughs> you edit on a moviola, what's called, and and it's on a film. And it was thirty five. It was a whole it's a whole process, and uh, and you need an editing room for that, and, and the moviolas. And, the machine the editing machines etc so when i did the casting i did it in a in a friend's garage a dilapidated garage <laughs> and, and one of the people that came was a professor of of film in connecticut so i'm, I'm talking to to this guy who wants to be a locate to find locations that was before before i got disney and uh and he says to me uh that he was a teacher of this uh, executive uh, David Nixay is his name. Still, still, you know, famous guy in the business. And uh, he, that he was, um, at the time, was vice president of production at Paramount. And he used to be a clown. Actually, I had uh, in my in my, my short film, there was uh, one of the subplots was a, a troop of clowns going from town to town. So there was that. And uh, so I kind of filed that information in my head. And, okay. <laughs> so... I'll need this one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So I'm calling. So I said, "Well, let me let me see what happens." So I'm calling Paramount Studios, and I asked for David Nixay's office, 
And I said, hold on, I put it on phone, and then I'm getting a you know answer. And uh, David Nixon's office. Oh yeah, hey, um, can I talk with David Nixon? And he said, who is it? They said, I say my name, but actually the reason I'm calling is because I forgot the name of the professor. He suggested I'll talk to David Nixon. And I said his name very slowly, <laughs> making sure she gets it. And uh, he said, hold on. She puts me on hold, and then David Nixon pick it up, picks up the phone, and he says, um, yes. I said, hi, uh, Mr. Nixon. The, the, um, this, this professor, he you know, used to be one of his students. He said, yes. And he told me that you used to be a clown. And there was silence. I said, <laughs> I'm an executive now, he says. I said, no, of course you're an executive. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to say not executive, but you used to be a client. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so the, the reason I'm, 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 I'm talking about it is because I'm, I'm making this film and, you know, Disney's doing this, Fox is doing the other, and the Warner Brothers doing this, and, 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 and um, you know, Kodak is giving the, the film. I thought maybe maybe uh, Paramount can be involved in this thing. And he says, huh, you know, even if I wanted to, only the president of the studio can, can authorize this kind of thing. Only Erlets can authorize uh, using uh, something like that in a donation. I said, oh, sorry. I said, bye. And hung up. So my next call was to the president of the studio. Right. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going to Paramount again. And, uh, you know, can I, can I, uh, Mr. Let's office, yes. You know, getting Mr. Mr. Let's office, yes. Yep. So I talked to the, the, the secretary that David Nixon suggested. I'll talk to him. I said, okay, hold on, boom, she put me on hold, and I'm getting the president of the studio on the line. And they say, hi, my name is Tor Sorif, and, and uh, you know, David Nixon, and blah, 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 and he, he stops me right there. And he says, do you want something for nothing? I said, no, 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 well, not exactly. It's, it's you know, it's a, there's, a, there's a charity, and we do it. I said, okay, come to my office, I'm going to talk to you. So I come to his office. So I come to, to the president of, 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 of a major studio, right? Oh. Office. And uh, <laughs> and I go in there, and at that time, you know, I was I was maybe early thirties, and uh, in the late eighties, and uh, it, it kind of we, we used to dress a certain way at that time. It's kind of like it was very colorful, and uh, so I go into the to 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 the office, and um, he says, "Okay, tell me what you want to do." He kind of very gruff kind of guy. He doesn't have a lot of time. So I tell him, "I'm going to make this film. It's going to be like that. I'm going to have stars in it, and it's going to blah 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 blah." blah. And he looks at me and he says, uh, are you married? And I say, yes. Do you have kids? I said, no. I said, okay, get out of here and get a job. I said, excuse me. <laughs> he says, get out of here and get a job. I said, okay. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, what, what I, I leave the office. So I got MGM later. MGM gave me the interviews. But after we finished shooting the film, and at that time, post-production it takes takes a lot of time because it, it's like the, you, you shoot on film, and then there is the sound, the production sound, which is basically dialogue, uh, is on a, on a separate um, mag. It's called mag film, and you, you cut when you cut the film, also cut the sound. You cut the film, cut the sound. It, it's it's pretty um, elaborate process. So anyway, so it, it takes time. So right after um, after you shoot a film, after production, it, it doesn't matter what it, is. it could be video or film. There was half-hour film. There was forget how many days, I think six days, seven days. There's such um, a depression. You feel like you lost something after that because you, you're not important anymore. <laughs> you're not doing anything. <laughs> Everything is slow as hell. So it's kind of a depressing time. So I said, let me call the president of Paramount 
and tell him that he obviously thought I was crazy. That's what I think why he threw me out of the office. So I wanted to tell him I'm not as crazy as you think. Maybe crazy, but not. So I, so I call and I get him on the phone. And he said, yes. And I said, I don't know if you remember me. I'm, I'm a drawer story, but I came in there. So of course I remember you. You had this crazy shirt on. I said, yeah, that was me. <laughs> so I said, I said okay, I, you know, I shot the film and it has uh, Karen Black, who, you know, as, as I want to say, and other, other actors that were uh, well-known. And, uh, and I tell him, start telling him how, how I did this. And he says, come, 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 come to the office. I want to talk to you. So, okay, so fine. So I come to his office. And so I said, so sit down, sit down. Tell me, tell me. So I tell him, you know, what I did. And he said, um, uh, and I see that his attention goes to his calendar on the desk. At that time, executives used to have calendars on the desk. It was kind of a flat, big. So, so his attention goes to that while I'm talking. And then he stops me and he says, Thursday, 3 o'clock, Gower Theater. Gower Theater is one of the theaters that Paramount has on the lot. So Thursday, 3 o'clock, Gower Theater. I said, excuse me? <laughs> It says, Thursday, 3 o'clock, Gower Theater. <laughs> then I got the first time. I didn't say that. But um, then I, I understood that he wants to see it on Thursday at 3 o'clock in Gower Theater. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, okay, yeah, but, but I'm, uh, I'm not finished. I'm just, you know, cutting the movie now. And, you know, it's like, and he says, you're not listening to me. <laughs> Thursday, 3 o'clock, <laughs> Okay, well, what can I do? You know, so I get out of the office, run to MGM, and trying to just go crazy, you know, cutting this thing. And you know, okay, I'm going to get some version ready for for Thursday at three o'clock. You know, so and I, you know, I make it, and it's pretty heavy. You know, like a half hour movie. The celluloid is not that heavy, but the sound is really heavy, the magnetic sound. So I'm going to the box and running through the studio to go the you know, to the other side of the studio. <laughs> And give it to the projection. I said, Phew. it was really a workout, and uh, and, and made it at three o'clock, and and just I'm, I'm ready to go. Now the film, the sound part is only only dialogue or effects or music. It's it was not mixed, right? So there, there was only one strip on the sound. So it's you know it's it's whatever whatever shape that uh, it was not in, in in the best shape to to look at it, but. What can I do? That's what he said. The only thing I can control, you have control in, in screening rooms, you have control, but the only control I have is the volume. That's it. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sitting at the control desk at, 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 at the far end of the um, screening room, and he comes in exactly on time. Three o'clock, he comes in, sits in the front. Okay, you can play it. So, okay. Their projection is play it. All right. So you play the film. After it's over, he gets up and he comes to me and he says, This is very good. I said, okay, well, thank you very much. I said, no, no, really, this is very good. And I said, okay, thank you very much. All right, what do you need from me? And I said, nothing. <laughs> so, you don't need anything from me? No, I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, do you want to deal with the studio? I said, of course, I want to deal with the studio. <laughs> All right. Come, you have a deal in the studio. Come tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'll do Welcome to Paramount, and you're going to show you your office and all that kind of stuff. That was it. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So, so, and then later, he won awards and stuff like that. Wow. But the biggest award was that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, 
I, I kind of like know there's always a way to make something happen. And the question is, are you lining up the ducks right? You know, and, and, and kind of like I want, I want to help uh, other people, other filmmakers, you know, do this thing. And then, and then something that, that, that I really passionately like myself to, to be part of it. Yeah. But, but, but the main thing is to, to guide um, aspiring filmmakers in making the project. If they have something, there's content, there's something that they want to say. And I'm not, it's going to be no, uh, no censorship. I'm not going to be, oh, it has to be, you know, this worldview or that or something. It has to be whatever the person is passionate uh, about, but, um, but doesn't know how to go, how to go about making it happen. Wow. So that's, that's, and my next my next challenge <laughs> <laughs> well i would have to assume you're going to figure that out <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> how awesome yes. <laughs> so jor if our audience wants to get some more information about you you've got a couple websites we can check out you can head over to novafilmhouse.com and we can also check out drawsorafsocialreform.org Dora, this was Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story and, and telling us all about I Love Rocky Road and, and how you've never actually had Rocky Road ice cream. <laughs> I, I think that's the headline coming out of this interview. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk with you and hats off to you finding such such a good cause let's say about weird al who is a fantastic person himself and it's just a, a pleasure to be connected with him in any way so thank you well thank you so much roar that was amazing and unfortunately we'll, we'll never get to see that amazing video trust us we already asked we tried but that video is for that multi-millionaires eyes only <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you saw our post on social media this week and on our website, that photo of Joran Al is the one that he mentioned, and it was sent to us by Bermuda. So that's an exclusive just for you guys, and we're so thankful that Bermuda sent us the photo. And there's still time to head on over to blackandwhiteandweird.com to pre-order Bermuda's brand new book, Black and White and Weird All Over, with amazing, never-before-seen black and white photos from the camera of John Bermuda Schwartz, plus one from the camera of Beefalo Bill. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget, if you head over to Book Soup's website, you can get the book not only personalized with an autograph from Bermuda, but also an exclusive set of of postcards so i am so excited i already pre-ordered i ordered two of them dave because i just have to get the <laughs> postcards i love the idea of getting a signed book so i cannot wait uh the book will come out on october 27 very cool definitely looking forward to that you know what else i look forward to bringing you this podcast each week absolutely free thanks to sponsors like burrito burrito angel valenzuela and his son david cash jackson scoggins and all of our amazing patreon supporters like our new patreon supporter william scott and so many more patreon helps us pay the bills and ensures that we can continue doing what we love and that's making fun family friendly entertaining weird al podcasts for you each and every week Please join us in thanking all of our supporters over on patreon.com slash 2000 inch for making this podcast possible. And please consider joining our Patreon family for as little as a dollar per month. And remember, if you join this month at the $5 level or above, 
you get those amazing Patreon exclusives. Another way to support the podcast is by purchasing merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast shop. Head over to shop.2000inch.com to join our awesome fans who've already received really cool merchandise in the mail. So this week, we got a couple awesome pictures. Samantha, she got a black shirt with the white logo, just like the ones we gifted to everyone on Weird Al's touring crew. Then our good friend Bob, he got not only a Jonah Ray shirt and our color logo on a green shirt, but he posted his framed posters from our Jonah Ray event back in January. And Ethan, also this week, your mother, she texted me that she actually received her Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast fanny pack, finally. Wait, I didn't know that. Why'd she text you? Oh, never mind that. Well, thanks again to Drew Soriff, Summer Woods, Jared Marker, and all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors. And thanks to everyone who follows us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Do your part and tag fun, Weird Al, or podcast-related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag gill and chill. Be sure to join our Facebook group by heading on over to group.2000inch.com if you have not already. Yes, and group.2000inch.com is also where you can get all the information for our ice cream social this Friday at 9.27 p.m. burrito burrito time. So head over there, click on the event, and on Friday we will be sending out the Zoom information. Get your favorite ice cream, and we can't wait to see you then. Find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. Make sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us voice messages via our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline 347 spatula. You might even hear your message on the air. And don't forget to include your name when you leave a message. You already know where to find us, but do yourselves a favor and head on over to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice and hit that subscribe button. This week, we just got the announcement that we are on Amazon Music, so check us out there as well. Subscribe now so you do not miss any episodes, and new episodes drop every Wednesday. I'm so excited for Friday. I cannot wait for our ice cream social. I can't wait to meet all of our listeners, chat with them. And of course, eat ice cream. I'm so excited to finally try Rocky Road ice cream. Do you know what flavor you're going to get, Dave? You know, I haven't decided yet. I may try Rocky Road, but I do know that I have all these extra chia seeds from the Weird Al Yankovic chia pet that we did. So I'm definitely going to be putting some chia seeds on my ice cream as a topping. Ew, chia seeds? You mean Al's hair? Why would you eat that? Well, it's tasty. And of course, they're good for you. I'm sorry, Dave. I hate chia seeds! Don't make me tie you to a wall, stick a funnel in your mouth, and force-feed you nothing but chia seeds until episode 2000-inch. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 73-inch. That got me a lot of brownie points at the school.